0: Welcome to The Real Deal of Parenting Podcast with Abby Johnson and Regan Long. This show covers all things pertaining to motherhood with authenticity, insight, and a healthy dose of humor. With topics from a Christian perspective, ranging from the everyday challenges of raising kids of all ages to high-profile issues and current events facing families, there's something for everyone. We've got a great new episode planned for you, so let's dive into today's show. Uh, uh, hey guys we're live
1: happy thursday i am
2: Thursday. thursday
1: thursday i am so excited for our west coast friends joining us um they're coming in hot from the car i mean this couple they can bring energy from anywhere i love it they don't need much of an introduction though i have to say guys and you're both humble but you might Possibly be one of America's favorite couples right now. I don't, what? I
0: don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know. What is what? wrong with America? <laughs> we don't. That's that's another episode. Okay, we need another episode. But oh god, they don't need much introduction. Dave Hollis and Heidi Powell, guys, oh. welcome.
2: Thank you Thank for you having are. us, Reagan. We're so happy to be here.
0: So I'm so excited. Hey, but literally you said coming in hot. It's like one (laughs) hundred and ten degrees outside. So we are hot.
1: We're West Coasters. You're in Arizona, right? So it's it's different level. It's just different level. I'm in North Carolina, so I consider myself, you know, a southern girl, but it's you guys have me beat.
2: There's no comparison.
0: It is hot here. And and in Texas, it's just as hot.
2: It's hot, but it (laughs) feels a little warmer here every time we're here. This is your we're coming from the mobile office. I'll be honest, like one of the weirder things that happens in our life is that we were just on meeting after meeting in these actual seats in this actual car, because this is a place that is safe from all the other things that could get to us. I mean, we can park in a parking lot anywhere and we are just fine. Thank you very much.
1: You guys can just, you know, just bring it wherever you're at. So I love it. You know, eight kids between the both of you. Um, So you're the epitome of the real deal of parenting, everything you both juggle. So I'm so excited. And you know what I love? And I want to let everybody watching know this. Um, Heidi and Dave, we did not send over a list of questions for their agent to look at. They don't know what I'm going to ask them. So Ah. this is this is totally off the cuff so this
2: is we also ex- don't even have agents so it works out even better
0: <laughs> your people's people yeah. yeah yeah here i actually like off the cuff like don't tell no, me, me too. ask me and like let's just let's it's, let's be real
2: let's roll the dice yeah, real
1: deal and, and that's how you guys are and it's so much more organic so you guys have no idea what's coming so this could be fun right um,
0: so it can be fun or destructive, right?
1: Or, or Heidi and Dave will be like, "Wait, uh, Reg, we gotta, we gotta get going here." <laughs> no, so really, I, we're just, we're just gonna jump right in. I mean, so many people follow you both, and a lot of people know your story of how you met. And what I want to know is, when did you both realize? I know you met when Heidi, you were going to. Um, record a podcast with yep. Dave that never made it to air. Yes. Right? Correct. Um, it, as God was laughing, you know, but it brought you guys together. But when did you two know that this is it? You know what? This is my person. This is going to be complicated. It might not be easy, but this is my person. And so when did you guys, when was that moment? Was it that day that you were like?
0: So I have an answer, and my answer r- might be very different from yours. Roll uh, it, come on! I my answer too. I'm super interested to know what you have to say.
2: Well, here's <laughs> the thing. I think that, that well, I'll just I'll, I'll go then. I, yeah. I mean, like the circumstances under which we met had me in no way considering the possibility of dating a human being, let alone this human being. And what does so, that
0: mean, let alone this human being? Someone that is
2: as beautiful and as wonderful and as amazing as you, oh. I, you know, like at the time was just like incapable of sentences, let alone contemplating partnership. And the reality coming out of our first meeting was the thing that made that meeting so meaningful was the shared experience and the way that I felt like I could be seen in what I was going through because of her having walked in a lot of ways through something very very similar but just uh, being a little bit further down the path and so my ability to feel normal in my struggle and okay and affirmed in my grief was life-giving and it wasn't uh like oh we should make out kind of reaction but we should um, it was right. not it, it, it I mean, was really it was really bad, like um, thank you thank you for making me feel normal for the first yeah. time in you know, months of this experience where I've just felt nothing but. And so from you know, from there it was it was weeks and weeks of texts of songs, and hey, I, I saw this thing and I was thinking of you, or hey, I'm experiencing this emotion. Is it normal that led to something that felt like, oh, you could be a person, not like a person person. And okay, so, so
0: when was the moment that you knew I was your person?
2: Well, we ended up going on a trip where the context of the invitation was not that of dating it was do you want to escape the confines of us being in our divorce world and just leave this place for a second and not be in that and we were there for a handful of days and that we did not get on each other's nerves Right. That week, that week, it was almost like if you can carpool with someone from Los Angeles to Lake Havasu, if you can drive, you know, from El Paso to Austin. If you can endure
0: you, a week in California can, with kids. You, kids, if, <laughs>
2: Right. <laughs> like, the, the, fact, the fact that we could spend time together before we were like officially dating and not tire of each other and not like, like feel like, oh, my goodness, I got to get away from this person. I was like, man, there might actually be something here. So that, that was that, that was a time? that was a super gift. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I, I'm, can I answer now? Yeah, absolutely. So I knew, okay, when we first met, I knew within the first few days, maybe day, that he was a person that I wanted in my life forever, right? But to me, that those are two different things. Dave knows by now, I have a lot of people who are lifers, like I have friends who are family to me, and they are there forever, male and female, and they're wonderful, and they make up who I am and who my kids are and what I'm creating in this world, um, and kind of help what I'm contributing to the world as well, right? Uh, I did know right away, in the midst of our texting back and forth, just I one of the things I loved about him the most is he was the one man, I had been going through my divorce for a, over about a year when I met you yeah, and the world didn't know until much later. Uh, But he was the one man that was not threatening, not threatening to me, not trying to flirt, not trying to he didn't have an angle um, in any other way than that. He just wanted to have someone to talk to uh, Mm -hmm. and that was amazing because i i most single women do have a hard time with that you don't know who people are he was very raw authentic vulnerable right. all of the things that i need in a friend uh i didn't know it would be a like it was until i will say and i remember telling you this the week after uh new year's remember i mean we did we were dating before that but dating is different than knowing that someone's your person right, right. forever right and new year's eve remember we had spent that was the first time we spent a little bit of time with noah and i saw how you were a father which is so important to me and we had spent a lot of time together there was a, a realization that trip where i'm like oh my gosh this is my person
2: that's awesome. like, this
0: is this is and i i we loved each other already but again that level of knowing was new year's we've been yeah. through a lot together yeah
2: that's good it was leveling up
0: oh I, oh yeah.
1: I
2: love it. I didn't know that. This is good. I mean, the thing
1: well, look is at this. I
2: have Reagan come hang we're out on a date night.
1: Reagan, you should get in the backseat of our car. I we mean, can I car can come. I can come. We can make that happen. So, you know, I, I love that. And what I love about you both is, especially in today's world, you're so authentic and you're so real. And as busy as you guys are, the you... Prioritize your faith, you prioritize your family. And so, you know, walk us through that. We have so many parents. So, we have eight to 16 million parents that visit us every week. You know, a lot of them are trying to figure out second chances, new beginnings, starting over, co parenting, and how to make it work. Now, you know, I'm sure it's not always easy, right? Nothing is. Um, but you guys seem to really have a solid system down so if you could give one or two pointers on how you make it work the co-parenting and and his kiddos and your kiddos and because you both i mean you embody parenthood it's it's just you know you're it, it just it truly it oozes from you you're oh. so so how have eight kids and i i've heard dave say that in his closed. i've seen heidi hold a few newborns and <laughs> Dave said the inn is closed. He <laughs> did,
2: he does. he does. He does it all the, the time. Inn is now. The inn is closed.
0: And as much as I like to joke about how I'd love to have another, I, we, I, I feel like we're in a place where we have eight kids who I, I want to make sure all eight of them feel as loved on as each of the others. And so I do feel like the inn is closed for that reason, you know? They all deserve our love.
2: The first thing I would say is the illusion that the uh, Internet creates in uh, us having it figured out or all together at all times or whatever the descriptor was is also ridiculous because it is really hard. And it is something that takes a lot of work. And the way that co-parenting works now, which I'm going to argue is fantastic is something that has very much been a work in progress over time that has gotten better as time has gone on. But that also is just that it's a work in progress. And so anything that you see is the byproduct one of, you know, you'd had some experience in co-parenting and making things work. And so, goodness gracious, I'm the beneficiary of a front row seat to so many of the things that you, have learned some of those the hard way that have helped the way that Rachel and I have created something that works really, really well, but that is also in the 18 months of time, taken all 18 months to get to the place where it feels like we work as well together as we do. But for me anyway, just basic respect for the way that each of these parents are going to be a part of our lives forever and ever is the foundation from which everything is created because uh, whether it's Chris and Derek or Rachel, they we're all family. We're, we are all family in this. And the way that they have feelings and interests and time constraints and respect that's required on all sides is where this thing starts and, and, and ends. But like, I think it's a huge part of why any of it has worked at all.
0: Yeah. And I think I, you're right on all of that. And I think I would add to it. Like there, there are a lot of times where I feel like I do have it figured out in that I know that nothing's ever figured out Uh, and truly (laughs) like, I think if people like it's, I I actually think we have, I I would not want my situation to be any different including, but that includes the good and it includes the hard. And I am super lucky that I have, you know, three exes from Rachel to Derek and Chris who all we're we're going to have difficult times, but I think you have to expect that there are difficult times. Like Derek and I had more hard times than anybody. We've been co-parents now for 14 years great right. uh but also it has created a place where we're at now where we have a deeper found like a newfound respect and deeper relationship and same with dave and Derek that we didn't have before that's the result of working through and also I know that it's we're still gonna stumble upon challenging times and I think people might look and see highlights and see what we're doing and how it appears and think oh if it doesn't look like that all the time I'm doing it wrong no you're doing it right it just right also has challenges and bumps along the way and that those challenges and bumps are the things that provide us with the opportunity to create better relationships as co-parents uh better sense of respect better boundaries better systems better processes better
2: better everything
0: better life for our kids Really? Are you okay?
2: I'm plugging in this phone oh. so that we don't lose oh. this live stream well, in the middle of this live I stream. Did. I'm nervous. that would be I'm the real deal. Honestly, <laughs> I know, it would be We've been fun. we've been on we've been on calls all day. All right, can you still hear us without that like have to turn out the air? We're gonna plug it in a different headphone. All right, this is real time. Ign- ignore the fact that we're amateurs
1: in a <laughs> no, no. you guys make it look, you make it look easy. You're fine, you're good. You
2: <laughs> guys uh, you're,
1: you're like an old married couple oh, in wait. there. I love it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on. Uh, hello. Check, check, Here There I we
1: go. go. Perfect. All right, we're good. We're good. We're good. You're good, and you know what? I love, and this leads me up perfectly to my next question is you were talking about, and it all you know, both of you said like it, it all stems from respect, but this leads me to what I love, Dave. Share what's happening at Thanksgiving?
0: <laughs> the Wait, circus did we talk
2: about this is on coming to town. Something? We did, we did talk about this on a live, uh, yeah, we are no, I mean, like, because. I, I was not aware of this, but of What's course, when you get divorced, you split up holidays, and this this Thanksgiving is my Thanksgiving, and as a part of it being a thing that I will host at my house, it's an open, an open invitation, and uh, if everything, really? yeah, it's really, truly, if you don't have a place to go on Thanksgiving, come on down, I'm hosting, but uh, that means that We're going to be there. The eight kids are going to be there. We've invited Derek and Chris to be there. If they want to bring someone, they're welcome. We've invited Rachel to be there. I believe she's going to bring this person that she's in a relationship with. And it is going to be chaos central in the most beautiful way. And the reality is, like, I mean, actually, when I think about, like, how do I find a source for pride in the mess that has now become this beautiful, new, normal Having Heidi and Rachel going back and forth about a joint Halloween costume that we're all planning for (laughs) Halloween is among the things where I'm like, yo, there is something that is working in this. If we can actually find a way to conspire how to make a group costume for our eight kids, you and I, 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 the two of them, I mean, like, we've got something cooked up. And that's oh not something I would have ever imagined was a possibility 18 months ago when this felt like it was the worst thing in the entire world. So um, I don't know. There's some beauty in this. And and I will say this too. I don't know that I could have ever conceived of being close to Chris or being close to Derek in the way that like, I just have a uh, respect and rapport with them that has never one time found, felt adversarial, has never one time felt like, I am trying to step into their role, or that they, in some ways, could be threatened by. Me. It's like no, oh, we're just this complimentary And I'm not saying that it's normal, but I just feel super but grateful like, that. Me,
0: what is normal? What's the normal well, for us? Is this? I, I think also think
2: beautiful. like, what's the alternative? Like, the alternative could be combative and nasty and weird. And it's like, man, life's too short. So anyway, I feel grateful for that.
1: I I love that. And man, I'm just like already trying to like envision what is this Halloween costume thing gonna be like. I, I'm gonna need pictures, I'm gonna have to share. Oh. Like, this is this is fantastic. No, I love it. And it's and it's a true testament, guys. Like, you know, it's it's kind of like one of those moments and situations, and then God stepped in. Like we hit our rock bottoms, right? And we're like, why is this happening? Why is this unraveling? and then God, and it's just so beautiful, right? And it shows you when you have that perseverance and when you have that faith, Dave, whoever hasn't checked out, you can order Dave's book, Built Through Courage, you know, talking about all of this, all of this together. It's just amazing what can happen, you know? Um, It's just beautiful and and I love to see it and I feel both of you individually and as a couple and as a family, are literally your living proof to show what can happen from something that seems like broken and what's next. And then the most beautiful chapters are unfolding,
0: you know? I, yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's been said by a million people now, so I don't even know who the origin of it is. But the whole idea that life is happening for you, it's not happening to you, is something that two years ago when I found out you know, divorce was the path that Chris, we, our marriage was going to take, Um, I guess ending was the path I was going to take. That was my mantra. Like I couldn't understand how I couldn't understand why. I mean, I could understand how, because I was inside of a marriage that I knew wasn't super healthy, Uh, but it still was scary. And so this big challenge going through yet again, another identity crisis. Cause every time anyone that's been through a divorce, um, there's a major identity crisis that you go through, whether you choose it or you don't. And just that repetitive thought of, life is ha- like all of this is happening for me it's not happening to me and i don't know why right now and even reminding myself that the harder it gets the harder it feels the better it's going to be on the other side of this all i need to do is persevere um and and keep putting one foot in front of the others and some days one foot in front of the other for me was not doing hardly anything besides just showing up for my kids right uh, but truly i it, it's not like an overnight like oh my gosh i'm happy but like over time it's like looking back it's like wow what a wild ride that has led me exactly to where i know i'm supposed to be right now that i wouldn't have otherwise been I, like i never would have met you i know I uh-huh. at that point you know like no hey we've,
2: we've, we've talked we've just we've talked about this a lot in that we both would have for the rest of our lives fought to stay inside of the marriages that the other person in our partnership decided that it was time. And it's only now in hindsight that I think we have an appreciation for the good that could come. Even if there's still, I think parts of us that would have fought to stay in. For sure. These are things that, Hey, when life ends up handing you a, a deal of cards, you I get think to, it's lemons. Uh, when life may, gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Yeah, well, if give you cards. You, you get to make a better hand with. You. Go, I think you get to oh the house of cards. Whatever the saying ends up being the headline. Ends right. The headline is we sometimes get to choose the way that change will come to us, and sometimes change chooses us. And when it chooses you, you get to decide. You're going to stay down or get back up, and trust me, I agree. Like I was the cow ripkin of crying for some length of time on consecutive days sobbing my eyes out. And yet there was more and more get back up and keep on moving and draw closer to God and lean into your health and all of the things that ended up creating what is arguably the very best version. I'm I'm sitting here as the healthiest version of myself in my entire life, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. Thank, Thank you. But I am, He's always been here. I am I am. here though as a byproduct of the circumstances that I didn't choose. And what's crazy is that as much as I wouldn't like to go through the last 18 months again, because man, pain stinks and I just prefer to be happy. I can still really hold with gratitude, having gone through what I did because of the way it produced what it has. And so in a weird way, I know I'm not done experiencing pain in my life. I wish that you could just like, oh, quote is full. I'm good and done. But the beauty in some ways of having gone through my hardest year and having it become my best is that when my next hard year comes, because it's going to, at least now I have a trail of evidence that shows how much good can come from hard things in a way that might change the way I embrace that hard the next time it shows up.
0: I think how much good can come from it and also how much freedom can come from it. Like, sure. that's what I like, cause like you just said, there are things and like, had I never met you or what I have bought to see in my marriage. Yeah. Because it wasn't like the worst thing in the world. To me, right. It was a great I, family dynamic and everything. However, there's a sense of on the other side of what I didn't want is a certain kind of freedom to be who I am meant to be and to be who I really am and to be loved and accepted for that. Right. That I didn't, even know was a possibility inside of the marriage that I was in, because I thought I I thought I was happy. I thought it was a you know a hard marriage, unhealthy a little, but I thought everything was. I thought I was happy until I got here, and it's like wow, like I actually get to be who I am, and he love he is choosing to love me for this person, yeah. good and the bad.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of that, to you know a little more fun questions because I know how you both just adore the other what is your biggest pet peeve with the other one
0: do you remember when this got brought up (laughs) in this car like i was sitting here he was sitting there and our camera guy in the back was like asking us random questions and he said he said all right Dave, what's your biggest pet peeve about heidi and he i don't even remember what it was but he blurted out something that i'd never heard before and i'm like why are you telling the world You're not me? for What was it? It what was, was it? in
2: long distance relationship, yes. we have yes. talked on the phone more in the last year than I have in the previous forty of my entire life. But my no, I love talking on the phone. My pet peeve that was this woman loves Starbucks as much as any oh. human on this planet. And what my pet peeve was is that a phone would ring. She would say hello, and then would say, hold on just one second, I have to order. And I was like, <laughs> you could have called me just after the order, it would have just been fine. It, but it, it was a thing because I hadn't said it ahead of time that got me in the doghouse. And I don't blame <laughs> you. I am rude that way. Oh my oh, god. Wait, have I said what my
0: biggest pet peeve is?
2: What's your biggest pet peeve of mine? I don't know. Let's go. Come on, drag me right here oh. in front of everyone. Yes. Come on, hi. Hi. hi.
0: You know what? I, I think just connected to that, I, okay, okay, I can say this, but but we're learning. I don't even know if it's called a pet peeve, Here but like go. a thing. <laughs>
1: <Getting ready.
0: laughs> uh, I would have to say it's that sometimes I don't know how you feel about something until later, right? And so mm-hmm. we are learning to bring things up sooner. So kind of yeah. like, I mean, that coffee thing was great. Like I've been doing <laughs> this for a year and I don't find out for a year. Yeah. And I mean, like the other yeah. night, remember, you yeah. were a little bit frustrated about something and I didn't know until five hours later. And I'm like, man, I wouldn't <laughs> like how I approached. No,
2: thing. this is, by the way though, this is one of those things where there's muscle memory that you have in relationships from your past. Oh. And right, like Rachel and I talked all the time when we were married about the fact that we were codependent in not liking to bring things up with each other and not being confrontational. And as you try to like examine, okay, hey, what learning can I take out of the relationship that didn't end up the way that I wanted? This was one of those things of like, oh, you have to be comfortable to speak your mind when something comes up. And I am still like that is a rusty muscle. I don't it's not a thing that I am like every single day comfortable with. And so, yeah, on the
0: flip side, Chris and I brought up
2: everything
0: yeah like, there wasn't like, thing oh, 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 i didn't
2: bring up <laughs> no i by the way i'm uncom i mean i'm not yet used to the ease with which she is comfortable bringing things up because i'm like oh, <laughs> is, is something always wrong what have i done what what is it but that's just right <laughs> we are on opposite ends of a spectrum and we're trying to come closer and closer to each other where she is like really comfortable with radical candor, a thing that I love in an office <laughs> setting, but I've never experienced in a personal relationship. Radical
0: candor is that
2: my hashtag? <laughs> yeah. There's a great book by Kim Scott. I I is it called It's radical called candor? Radical Candor. It, it's amazing, but like I've talked about it in business, but I've never employed it in a personal romantic relationship. And in part it's because I just well here's the thing. I am I am someone who plays a little bit more by ear. And she is far more a planner. She is someone who, like, if- if...
0: Is is this a sharp left turn? Are we now going- (laughs) No, 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 no,
2: there's no turn. There's no turns here, but (laughs) this is one of those, this is just an example of like, our, our yeah. wiring, our ways are just different. like we're different in the best way. But those things tend to balance each other out in really beautiful <laughs> ways as they help bring us both into somewhat of a like neutral, a more neutral spot yeah. of understanding. Yeah. But it just takes work.
0: It, you're, you're right. And, and the planning thing, for example, to me, everything is a big deal and I have a hard time identifying what's not a big deal and what I shouldn't worry about. And Dave is very much like, Nothing matters. Like, that's a big deal. We're
1: together, Heidi. It's OK. <laughs> so, we'll be fine. He,
0: actually, he does calm me down in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, light a fire for him in a lot of ways. And I- what
2: is happening in January of 2022? We have not figured it out yet. I'm like, I don't know what's happening on Tuesday next week. I just, I can't get that far. I don't even
0: know what's happening at 4 o'clock today. I don't. <laughs>
2: right like
0: i
1: I, at this point i'm like i'm taking my life one hour at a time some days it's 15 minute segments at a time you know baby steps
0: Yeah. yeah yeah
1: so um you guys are you know public figures you have such a huge following but if you both had, and i know you guys have many friends that are also public figures but putting you on the spot if you both had to choose one person that is your favorite person to follow, whether they're super inspiring or hilarious, or they just give you good information. If you had to choose one person, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, who's your one person? Like when you get up, not that you have time, if you're scrolling, you're going to check their stories, you're going to check their status, who would it be?
0: Yeah, okay, so I'm, I am gotta take off my shoes for this one. Oh, wow, it's getting
2: serious we're, in we're this getting <laughs>
0: So truly, this is real. There is one person that I actually check every day, and it's only him. I, I'm not even kidding you. I will go like so I, I'm serious. Oh. And most of the reason is because I know that social media doesn't have me feeling great all the time, you know. Um, oh. But I would say this this person, if I had to pick somebody right now, this is ever changing. Right now, my human crush is Mel Robbins. Oh. I love my. her. Like
1: five, yeah. To five. Yeah, and,
0: and the reason why is because she just said that how it is. And she doesn't care what anybody thinks. And that to me, that is, we talked about freedom. That is freedom. And I think freedom equates to happiness and peace. So when I see her, when it, what, I met her and just saw how she was and she just exists in a room, she's just her. And she's on her mind no matter what and is almost unfazed by what anybody else thinks. And that's, that's the way I want to live my yeah,
2: life. Yeah, I, I we were just all together. I was having a conversation with Brendan Burchard, and we defined freedom as the ability to be completely 100% yourself, free uh, from social pressure and self-doubt. And she so is that. she is someone yeah. who free from social pressure or self doubt shows up just as she is. She's having a good day. You know, she's having a good day. She's upset. She's upset. There is something so beautiful in that. If there was a like someone to learn from or be mentored by in this season for me, like I am stepping more and more into who I want to be and who I know God's put me here to be. And I still worry about what strangers on the internet say.
0: Right. I need to be
2: more like Mel every single day. The person in real time for me that like, I just know it is a guarantee. I can be, push to think about something, I can be encouraged by something. It's a guy named Carlos Whitaker, who out of Nashville is just he's, he's creating something of a movement around something called Insta Familia, where he just has this following of people. He happens to be faith based, happens to be someone who's just trying to bring some light to the world, but also as a person willing to push into hard conversations around social justice. He has a way to be somewhat of a bridge-building, empathy creator for someone who may not have a shared point of view or worldview. He's able to welcome someone in and say, "Hey, just walk with me in this, and help. Let me help you understand why people are feeling this way or are worried about this kind of thing." Anyway, Carlos or Los Wits on Instagram, he's awesome.
1: I love that. Those are both great examples. And I have to, you know, and this past year, I've gotten that courage too. So my business partner, Abby Johnson is just one of those people that it, it is that level of freedom. It's it's only really caring about what God thinks of you, sharing your truth, being unapologetically yourself, and you can love me, take it or leave it, but this is me. And so I think those are the type of people, especially like Heidi, like you were saying with social media, it's, It can be a rough place right it's like buckle up okay do i want to check the comment thread do i want to read my inbox and and when you're at that it doesn't it makes it easier it's still hard but when you're in that zone it makes it a bit easier right
0: it does i like as you were saying that like that gives me chills because i know that's where i am happy right So so good. So cool. I think we all need people like that in our lives. Really people that validate that we are lovable and we're enough no matter who we are.
2: Right.
0: We don't have to be anybody that we don't have to be trying to be anyone that we think they want.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And just always be reminded that the people that are throwing rocks are probably more a reflection of what's wrong inside their world than something that's actually wrong with you. And as much as it's easy to intellectually understand emotionally, it's hard to process sometimes, but These are things you can't create any kind of impact without also taking on criticism. And that's just part of the price of entry of doing this work.
1: It's so it's so true. And, you know, speaking of saying, um, you're sorry, who is the first to cave? If you guys are in a little, a little tiff, let's call it a tiff or a disagreement. Who is the first to cave to say, I'm sorry, or not even I'm sorry, just to kind of, Break the ice on.
2: <laughs> Who's the first? Probably, probably, probably. Are you gonna say it? Are you going to say it? Probably, yeah. It's pro- probably the big guy. Probably the big guy. He's
0: so good. You know, oh, I, I,
2: I'm a I'm a lose the battle, win the war kind he of is person. A, a, you know?
0: know. I'll
1: tell you that. Dave gives off that vibe. <laughs> of that
0: guy. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. The best man I've ever met in my life. Oh my you, are. I'm, I'm, you are. You are so sweet. I only oh, speak the truth. You are so That's sweet. Great. I am
2: so lucky to have you in my I'm life. I am lucky. I love you. Oh, Kiss me. I, in love love I wasn't going people. to. I saw you making those <laughs> oh,
0: eyes. Goodness
2: gracious. God. It's like <laughs> lunchtime. Oh, my God. Get,
1: come on. Well, and, this you, I, and I know you two, um, when you're together and you're cozying up at night. You're Sorry,
0: go ahead. He's, your, he's making me laugh I over here. It. This is real. <laughs> this is real.
1: Um what's your favorite Netflix series to watch together?
0: Hold on. I just learned what Netflix was, true story. When I started dating him, he taught me that there's a Netflix button on the remote. So I don't even know what things go on Netflix. What's my favorite Netflix? Is that is Ted Lasso? Netflix? So
2: when we first I mean this is interesting because we both were we Prior to being in this relationship, we did not have a relationship with television, television for the most part. And so this has been a nice return to uh, television and uh, forced breaks in work. Yes. So uh, one of the first things we did when we were dating was watch the entire series of Breaking Bad. Which
0: was so gruesome yeah. for me. Fantastic. Like I was like, I, I had not seen that much blood like in one episode as... Yeah, I had my entire. Yeah. Life. No. Uh
2: we're 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 watching Ted Lasso right now, <laughs> so and a fantastic guy. series called Succession. Yes,
0: yeah. so which those, why but Succession's taking us so long. It's taking
2: us so long, but time. it's
0: really it's, it's like really deep. Good. Yeah, you gotta think, you gotta be on your feet for Succession. Um,
2: well,
1: okay. So speaking of movies, if someone were to do a movie on you, so you both have to answer, who would play you?
0: so or- we actually went we played this game when we started dating yeah where right. and it not even started because it went through a couple like breaks that we took early on uh right. but every day even when we were friends every single day we would ask each other we would take turns asking a deep question and then we would answer it one of yeah. our questions
2: deep <laughs> the <keywords> here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was our more surfacey question. What? Yeah. But we said who would play you in a movie about your life? So yeah. I didn't know the answer. Go ahead. Okay. So mm-hmm. mine. So I actually chose two. Remember, yeah. I said okay. Looks wise, I get more people saying I look like Kristen Cavallari. So that might be looks wise. But I said know. I would want. Oh, <laughs> but I want oh Julia my gosh. Roberts. I got the big mouth like Julia Roberts, so I would pick her.
1: Have, I like that. You, oh my gosh, you have this—the bone structure, the smile of Julia. That's yes, I so like
0: I, that. I would ha- make them have a baby, and then that. <laughs> would-
2: and I, uh, I picked Ben Affleck because he and I both have had plenty of weight fluctuations and facial hair changes over time, and so you can take Ben. That crazy picture of him smoking with a grimace on his face. That was a season of my life. There's then like Ben when he's with J-Lo the first time. That's more skinny, can muscular we have me Ryan right Reynolds now.
0: and Ben have a baby because Ryan's sense of humor would, I oh, think, fit with I mean, you I'd better. take
2: Ryan, Ryan Reynolds can play me in anything. I, yeah, he doesn't look like me at all, but like sensibility <laughs> wise and, and humor wise, yeah. I'll take Ryan Reynolds all day long. He's
1: <laughs> not going to object. I love it i love it and so have you guys and i know i've seen i've watched your you know you've taken the kids and you've done you know some smaller trips but if you could choose for the 10 of you like dream destination vacay where would you go
0: i got all all ten. what do you want what would you pick
2: uh i would pick ryan reynolds taking the trip with uh, Heidi, so that I could, no, i okay.
1: <laughs> FaceTime me, FaceTime me in, guys.
2: <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm sorry. No, of course, Where I look forward you know? to traveling with eight kids <laughs> to a destination. That sounds awesome. Um, I would wanna go to, I mean, like the thing is, the beach was great because of the way that they all could entertain themselves. I wanna go somewhere that allows them to play. And like be like adventure together. So like I got your place. What is the place?
0: We need to go to Dubai. So we did a family trip to Dubai a few years back. <laughs> and we it was so we were actually hired by the board of Tourism to go to Dubai and to play and do everything. So they had all of the main attractions set up for us. We got to do a safari. We got to, like a desert safari. Let's we go. went to the largest indoor uh, theme park. Biggest roller coaster. I mean, like, it was amazing. There was never a shortage of things to do. Kids right. love it. All right. It's a long flight. Sound,
2: the flight perfect. itself like, is a thing that would uh, be challenging. I have a four year old. Well, yeah, Noah
1: sh- Noah on the flight. I, I have uh, like holy water on flights. I'm just not a flyer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
1: I couldn't do Dubai.
2: <laughs> a 17 hour <laughs> flight with a four year old. That sounds oh, amazing. God i'm sorry i have to get in a better mood because we're talking about traveling with this, eight kids. this is the
0: thing that i yeah. have to like hype them up for so when we went to california i had to be like we're we're going to disneyland like it'll make the kids lives he's like oh. no we're not i said yes we are i just i and it we was did, such it was a great, great
2: day and then it was almost the last day that we were dating by midnight that night it was uh, like just by the by a hair did we miss it <laughs>
1: Well, God, it's, it's like true. I remember when we, I'm not kidding.
2: I'm not kidding. <laughs> not I'm kidding. Not kidding. It was such <laughs> a glorious day, and
1: then parents and- everywhere. It, like when we took our kids to Disney World, we saved up. We're like, this is gonna be the most beautiful, magical trip in the world. And then, like three hours in, we're like, oh, oh my God, oh my God, what did we do?
0: You know, you're right. And here when you have all eight kids together in a high yeah. energy situation like that, yeah. what it does is it shines a spotlight on parenting differences. And for a, <laughs> for oh. a that's blending families, oh. it was it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, we got we to spend some time talking <laughs> about discipline and how uh, one does and one doesn't
0: <laughs> but it needed to happen. Like the thing is these needed to come out. These
2: also topics. just a parenting tip. If you end up trying to take eight kids literally anywhere, just try to get home by bedtime. Because <laughs> getting home after bedtime, At especially if you have a four-year-old. Yeah. I'm just I'm gonna just give you the heads up. It's not gonna turn out well. It just is not gonna turn out well. They'll be overtired,
0: oh, all hopped goodness.
2: up on sugar. And you're living in a house with a bunch of other people down by a river. Forget it. You're in trouble. (laughs) You're in trouble.
0: Oh, I love
1: it. Oh my God, that's great. Well, so you know, I have two more questions for you guys. Um, One is, you know, most people ask you, "Talk to me five years from now." But I'm, I'm just going to be the oddball. I'm going to say six years from now. What does six years from today? What does your day look like with you both?
0: Okay, so let's think about how old the kids are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was 10. We have well, Okay, so we have we have a lot of kids. The the older four are out of the house. Older four are out here. of the house.
2: Yeah. We have oh the younger God.
0: four. We we oh have yeah. Ford, Noah, Cash and Ruby. Yeah.
2: Well, right. What's interesting is I like there was a part of like thinking about how life might work in a version of us being together forever and getting married and all the rest that had this like conventional, traditional brain of mind thinking, oh, well, it has to happen in this way in one place. Mm-hmm. And I think that figuring out unconventional normal in our world has us having to consider the way that our co parenting relationships in different states existing are likely to exist for some time, making two states a thing that is likely to be present six years from now as much as it is today. And so my 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 immediate like reaction to the answer is, our day six years from now is probably going to look somewhat similar to the way it looks today. It's true. In that, uh,
0: <laughs> but I will say, six years from now is a really interesting year. Had you said five, we would have had to consider more kids. But uh, my two oldest are my first marriage, and my two youngest are my second marriage. And it's a slightly different dynamic with those kids and Chris as the dad. You know, the yeah. dad who travels yeah. often for work. There's a there's a much higher chance that by that point, um, we might be in one location. Don't
2: know. What's interesting, when life uh, ends up taking a turn that you do not expect, I used to have a very religious five year, 10 year vision casting kind of thing in my life. And I maybe I'll grow back, but I am very much in a take things as they come six to 12 months of time in the future embrace the fun of not actually knowing exactly what's going to happen. Like I'm still interested in fully actualizing this person I've been placed on this planet to be by God, but I don't have the hubris to think that I have either the control or the wherewithal to actually cast a vision for what that looks like. I just get to be excited about having it revealed over time. And there's something, there's some freedom in that. Because I definitely yeah. was someone who thought that I know how it's going to turn out and I know what I need to do and I know how it's going to happen today or next week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And once you know that, oh, something can happen that just completely upends what you think will happen, um, it gives you permission to kind of just take it as it comes, which is beautiful.
0: Well, I too, I also, I, I agree with you, right? So I've never been much of a, uh, and this might be a bad thing to a lot of people listening. I never have been somebody who is like, this is where I'm going to be in 10 years, and I'm going to be right here. Why? Because I know that anytime time I've said, this is where I want to be, it's more of a, when I get here, then I'll be happy. And I've gotten there, and I'm no happier, right? So I, I have learned over time that for me, uh, joy come, and peace comes from when I can forecast ahead how I want to feel. And how I want my foundational and core values to be prioritized. We've talked a lot about that. Like, I know what I want to be important in six years. I do. I know what I want to be important in 10 and in 20. And I know the kinds of relationships I want to have with my kids. I know the kinds of relationships I want to have with the person that I'm with. Hopefully you, right? (laughs) I know what I want love to be like. I don't know what it looks like, but I know how I want to feel. And I think as long as that is my guiding marker however it looks i'm actually excited to see how it looks oh
1: i love that good answer guys
0: oh i love it
1: well okay so as we wrap here share with us one thing that most people do not know about you because you lead very public life, I don't lead
0: really much the imagination.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing that you just think most people just would not really peg me for this or know this about me.
2: What do you think? I mean, I think for me, I'm a lot more introverted than I think people would yeah. think. I agree because I am happy to be a ham on a stage or in front of a camera, mm-hmm. but I'm actually. Pretty reserved and quiet when I'm not, and uh, as much as like I can go to an event and run for mayor, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> really? I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty like in a in a kind of like a cocktail party kind of setting. It takes a little bit of work for me to yeah. want to be that outgoing person. I think yeah. people be surprised by that.
0: I think you're right. Um, I think one thing about me, um, gosh, I don't know. I, I maybe I would say, uh. I know, well, to the world, people see me on Instagram as obviously a fitness professional and a fun loving, easygoing person. And I am, but also what I don't think the world knows is I am much more of a business brain and I enjoy business much more than I like the business aspect of everything that we're doing uh, far more. And I think that's what my natural born skill set is um, compared to everything else far yeah. more than I do any other part of what I do. And I love everything that I do, but that strategic Business part of my brain is that's I think one of my gifts. You're a killer. Well, I don't know if I'm a killer. That's a but.
2: it's a compliment. You are. You're Thank awesome. You. You're a
1: killer. Oh my god, Aww. I love it. Well, you know, guys, this was so much fun, and I know how crazy busy you are. We've been working for a while to to get you on here with your your schedule but um, I appreciate how authentic you are. You guys are the epitome of the real deal of parenting. And what I wanna do is um, after we end, I wanna link below this for all of our community. Um, I wanna link Dave's book. And um, this is not like a push for, this is true. Um, And Heidi, someone from your team setting me up so I can have my own, like the real deal of parenting, we can have our own affiliate link. I became obsessed with your um, pina colada boost. Good. I'm so and happy. It's I'm two months in. It's like that by 10 happy. I, so I, I need it, and this isn't like this isn't a sales. This is like legit part of my life. Five children. I need my boost by ten thirty a.m. And so, oh
2: gosh, you are speaking her love bit. language. Okay,
1: oh my god. Yes. <laughs> so everyone, every, every mother and father needs it's it in their life. Yeah. What's that? I
0: send you some for free. You're getting some for free. <laughs> I, you, just made my day. I love it. I need it. That, that's that's one of his pet peeves with me is that I'm always talking about how good our products are. But it's what? But you're
2: it's, holding a pen that is blowing up all over your hands. <laughs> but,
0: but guys, it's
1: true. I've tried so many energy drinks as a mom. I'm like, and then there's too much coffee. So, so
0: good.
2: Like,
1: workouts, and then I'm like, okay, give me a call I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try their her product. Two months. I'm hooked. I'm grumpy if I don't have it. So, anyways, I'm gonna link that below this. I'm gonna link Dave's book. You two are fabulous. We just all enjoy you so much.
2: So, thank you, thank you, thank you, Reg. Appreciate
1: that. I'm gonna be expecting a Halloween photo for me to share. It's coming.
0: It's hard. okay all right thanks, thanks for joining so us much. for today's
1: episode we'd Take love care. to stay connected you. with you and
0: invite right. you, you to the conversation beyond this podcast you can stay up to date with what we're doing at therealdealofparenting.com or on facebook and instagram be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of thanks for spending your time with us let's talk soon